federal government is distributing more than 8 million N95 respirators. Social distancing is evident almost everywhere. The number of new claims for unemployment benefits is truly unprecedented. We can't let the economy collapse. We have a bipartisan agreement. Here is your coronavirus update for Wednesday, April 1st, Morning Edition. I'm Jim Watkins. This podcast is sponsored by GetTheTea.com. We want to profile Tuesday's White House press conference in a moment. President Trump, Dr. Birx, and Dr. Fauci provided some pretty significant information as to where we stand and where we are headed and what efforts must be adhered to in the United States to prevent a massive outbreak of coronavirus. For historical note, many will agree that the tone and the president at this particular press conference has shifted uh, to his more ardent critics who have even noted that the tone of the president is far more serious. So we will bring you those highlights from yesterday's press conference. Also significant are the data sets presented by Dr. Burks and Fauci, saying there is a real sign of containment, but new strategy must be enforced, as they say, just a little bit longer. We'll get to that audio in just a moment, but first a quick look at the numbers at this hour. For Wednesday morning on the East Coast, this is the 122nd day since the Wuhan virus was first diagnosed. The global numbers, 877,000 cases at this hour, now reporting 43,500 deaths, and 177 people have recovered worldwide. There are 648,500 people who currently have the virus, according to the latest statistics. In the U.S. at this hour, there are 188,647 cases confirmed. 900 people died Monday and Tuesday, increasing the number of fatalities to just under 4,100 across the United States. And, of course, new data will be updated this afternoon on our report. New York remains the hot spot with 208 deaths reported in the last 24 hours, pushing their total number of deaths to 1,714 in New York. New Jersey reporting 69 deaths. 267 people have died in Jersey from COVID-19-related illness. Michigan had the second-highest death toll on Tuesday with 75. Louisiana announced 54 deaths. Massachusetts and Connecticut both announcing 33 deaths each. And there were 10 states today that had uh, on Tuesday that had double-digit fatalities. The podcast that you're listening to is sponsored by Life Change Tea. They offer a full lineup of tasty teas and products that help your digestion and support a healthy immune system. GetTheTea.com. That's the website. GetTheTea.com. Promo code Jim for free shipping on great teas and more. Turning our attention now overseas, looking at the top countries most affected at this hour by coronavirus. New totals, Italy with 837 deaths reported yesterday. Their new total, 12,428 fatalities from COVID-19. Spain had another bad day, 589 deaths, bringing their total to just over 9,000. Germany, with 27 new deaths reported on Tuesday, bringing their total to 802. England, had a significant jump in new fatalities, 381 in one 24-hour period, bringing their total to over 1,800. France saw another bad day with 500 deaths reported. That's 3,523 total in France. And Canada, with 100 in total deaths, they reported six fatalities yesterday. Just under 1,300 fatalities reported from COVID-19 in the last 24 hours worldwide. And now the Tuesday press conference, which we will showcase. It runs about 12 minutes, and it features some opening remarks by President Trump, as well as comments made on strategy and containment efforts with Dr. Deborah Burks and Dr. Anthony Fauci. 
what they're doing with those trailers. They're freezers, and nobody can even believe it. And I spoke to some of my friends. They can't believe what they're seeing. And I watched the doctors and the nurses walking into that hospital uh, this morning. It's like military people going into battle, going into war. The bravery is incredible. And I just have to take my hat. I would take my hat. If I were wearing a hat, I'd rip that hat off so fast. And I would say, you people are just uh, incredible. They really are. They're very brave. They're going in, and they don't know. You have, you have lots of things flying around in the air. You don't know what you're touching. Is it safe? And you also see where you have friends that go into the hospital, and you say, how, how is he doing two days later? And they say, sir, he's unconscious or he's in a coma. So things are happening that uh, we've never seen before in this country. And with all of that being said, the country's come together like I've never seen it before. And uh, we will prevail. We will win. And hopefully it will be in a relatively short period of time. With that, I'd like to ask Dr. Burks to come up and show you some of the latest, just the data that has been, uh, I think, brilliantly put together. And uh, right after that, I'm going to ask Dr. Fauci to speak, and uh, Mike Pence is going to give you some of the recent events that have taken place and some of the statistics that we have that I think will be very interesting here. Thank you very much. Please, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, if I can have the first slide, please. So always, and that's what this slide is labeled, is goals of community mitigation really highlighting that this begins in the middle and the end with community. It is community and the community of the American people that are going to have to do the things for the next 30 days to make a difference. I think you know from that large blue mountain that you can see behind me, and I just want to thank the five or six international and, and domestic modelers from Harvard, from Columbia, from Northeastern, from Imperial, who helped us tremendously. It was their models that created the ability to see what these mitigations could do, how steeply they could depress the curve from that giant blue mountain down to that more stippled area. In their estimates, they had between 1.5 million and 2.2 million people in the United States succumbing to this virus without mitigation. Yet through their detailed studies and showing us what social distancing would do, what, people, what would happen if people stayed home, what would happen if people were careful every day to wash their hands and worry about touching their faces, that what an extraordinary thing this could be if every American followed these. And it takes us to that stippled mountain that's much lower, a hill actually, down to 100 to 200,000 deaths, which is still way too much. Next slide, please. Simultaneously, there was a mo modeler out of the University of Washington that modeled from cases up, utilizing the experience around the globe to really understand how this information that we have from Italy and Spain and South Korea and China 
could really help us give insight into the hospital needs, the ventilator needs, and really the, the number of people who potentially could succumb to this illness. It is this model that we are looking at now that provides us the most detail of the time course that is possible. But this model assumes full mitigation. It's informed every morning or every night by the reality on the ground coming in from New York, New Jersey, and around the United States, and is modeled and informed every morning so that it is adjusted so it is up to date every day. This is the model of the predicted um, fatalities and mortality in the United States. And as the president said, it's very much focused on the next two weeks and the stark reality of what this virus will do as it moves through communities. Next slide, please. But this is a slide that gives us great hope and understanding about what is possible. On the bottom of the slide, where you can barely see that blue line at the very bottom, that's the current cases in California, the cumulative cases in California, where they're doing significant testing. The next line up is Connecticut. The orange line is New Jersey. The blue line is New York. The yellow line is Washington. We all remember Washington State. It was just a month ago when they started to have the issues in Washington State, but they brought together their communities and their health providers, and they put in strong mitigation methods and testing. And you can see what the result in Washington State and California is. But without the continuation for the next 30 days, anything could change. Next slide, please. So I'm sure you're interested in seeing all the states. So on this slide is all 50 states and the District of Columbia. But I think it shows in stark reality the difference between New York and New Jersey and other states with similar populations and urban areas. Our goal over the next 30 days is to ensure the states that you see, the 48 across the bottom, maintain this lower level of new cases with the hope that we don't have significant outbreaks in other states and other metro areas as the community comes together to work together and ensure that the healthcare providers around the globe and in the United States are strengthened by our resolve to continue to mitigate community by community. This is done community by community. We all know people are in their states and in their communities. And we're very dependent on each person in the United States doing the same thing, following the presidential guidelines to a T. I know it's a lot to ask because you've done it for 15 days. So if you can show the next slide, please. So this is what gives us a lot of hope. This is the case finding in Italy. And you can see that they're beginning to turn the corner in new cases. They're entering their fourth week of full mitigation and showing what is possible when we work together as a community, as a country, to change the course of this pandemic together. It is this graphic and the graphic of many of the states that gives us hope of what is possible with continuing for another 30 days. Amidst all that hope, 
I must say that like we warned about Detroit and Chicago, we start to see changes in Massachusetts. New Orleans continues to be a problem of new cases, although they're stabilizing. And I think it really shows the depth of dedication of the American people to the healthcare providers because they can see the strain that this puts on every nurse, doctor, respiratory therapist, pharmacist, and laboratory technician that's working together to stem this tide of unrelenting sick people coming to their doors. No one has been turned away. No one who has needed ventilation has not received ventilation. But you can see how stressful it is for each of them. So I know it's stressful to follow the guidelines but it is more stressful and more difficult to the soldiers on the front line. As we started and we will end with its communities that will do this, there's no magic bullet, there's no magic vaccine or therapy, it's just behaviors. Each of our behaviors translating into something that changes the course of this viral pandemic over the next 30 days. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Burks, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President. So what Dr. Burks has really said very simply is that there are really two dynamic forces that are opposing each other here. As I've mentioned several times in our briefings, the virus, if left to its own devices, will do that dark curve that Dr. Burks showed you. The other dynamic force is what we are doing, what we're trying to do, and what we will do in the form of mitigation. Now, these are very revealing bits of data because you saw what happened in Italy where you make the turn around the curve and you go. That doesn't happen all at once. It's a stepwise fashion. And if I explain the steps, which I will, you'll see why we are really convinced that mitigation is going to be doing the trick for us. Because what you have is you have increase in new cases at a certain rate. When the increase in new cases begin to level off, the secondary effect is less hospitalizations, the next effect is less intensive care, and the next effect is less deaths. The deaths and the intensive care and the hospitalization always lag behind that early indication that there are less new cases per day, the way we saw in Italy. And the way we're likely seeing, I don't want to jump the gun on it, we're seeing little inklings of this right now in New York. So what we're going to see, and that's we've got to brace ourselves, in the next several days to a week or so, we're going to continue to see things go up. We cannot be discouraged by that because the mitigation is actually working and will work. The slide that Dr. Berg showed where you saw New York and New Jersey and then the cluster of other areas. Our goal, which I believe we can accomplish, is to get the hotspot places, the New Yorks, the New Jersey, and help them to get around that curve, but as importantly, to prevent those clusters of areas that have not yet gone to that spike, to prevent them from getting that spike. And the answer to that is mitigation. Now, the 15 days that we had of mitigation clearly have had an effect, although it's tough to quantitate it because of those two opposing forces. But the reason why we feel so strongly 
about the necessity of the additional 30 days is that now is the time whenever you're having an effect not to take your foot off the accelerator and on the brake, but to just press it down on the accelerator. And that's what I hope and I know that we can do over the next 30 days. And as I said the other day and on one of the, one of the interviews, we are a very strong and resilient nation. If you look at our history, we've been through some terrible ordeals. This is tough. People are suffering. People are dying. It's inconvenient from a societal standpoint, from an economic standpoint, to go through this. But this is going to be the answer to our problems. So let's all pull together and make sure, as we look forward to the next 30 days, we do it with all the intensity and force that we can. Thank you. And that's the excerpt from the White House press conference that was conducted on Tuesday with President Trump, along with his White House task force, Dr. Deborah Burks, and Dr. Anthony Fauci. We'll continue to update you with new data updates and breaking news. Follow us online also at candidlyspeaking.net. I'm Jim Watkins with your coronavirus update for Wednesday, April 1st, Morning Edition. Is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store.